And welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is singer Elizabeth Westwood. Elizabeth was the lead singer of the band Westworld. Their biggest hit was Sonic Boom Boy. It was a top 20 hit in 1987 in the UK charts. They were big here in the college scene, but unfortunately didn't do much damage on the Billboard charts. We kind of talk about why they didn't have mainstream success in the States. Their other big member was Derwood Andrews, who was in Generation X. We cover a ton of different topics, music, non-music. I could totally sit down and have a beer with Elizabeth and just shoot the shit. That's pretty much what we did during this interview, and I hope you enjoy it. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Hey, it's lovely to see you, Noel. After many, many times of trying, we finally made it. So. I know, exactly. I think, <laughs> I think we were trying actually pre-COVID. So, actually, we were... Finally, oh, my God, were we? Wow. I think so, yeah. So That's glad. a long time I know, ago. right? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So, speaking of we it... Finally, we finally made it. I was just saying to Noel before we jumped on, if you hear yelling in the background i live yeah. quite near a, a stadium a football stadium in right. london and i'm sure uh uh they're playing today which would have been a kickoff a minute ago so if there's any and he yeah. doesn't edit it out you'll know why i'll, I'll definitely leave it in if we hear it <laughs> you might you, you might hear my uh my two-year-old having a tantrum downstairs right oh, now well, so. <laughs> as long as the, as long as it's happy laughter and not you know tantrums we're good or bring yeah. how old how, is it a boy or a girl your two-year-old he, he's um he's a boy and then my daughter oh. is 12 and then my son is 17 so it's a nice stretch oh wow yeah, yeah you have yeah you've got the stretch and, well and bring I, the two-year-old in i'd love to say hi yeah i'm sure he'll I'm sneak in here i'm actually doing this in my oh. daughter, daughter's room because at my studio used to be uh, my son's room and I got kicked out so I did most yeah. pretty much all of these in my room and then my wife's packing so I got kicked out to my daughter's room so oh I get it I yeah get it. thank uh, god fair yeah. enough exactly portable technology so exactly that's yeah. what we got to do isn't it yeah exactly so you know speaking of COVID what's like the last two years been like for you well the past sort of the past eight or nine months have been great, actually, for me, because I'm right. working again. Right. I've got a new project going on. But I was very lucky in um, 2020. I spent almost the whole of the year, nine months of mm. the year in uh, Mallorca. A friend oh, of wow. mine bought a house and it needed um, doing up. And uh, so I went out and helped her. So it was just the two of us on this big chunk of land nice. uh, gardening and doing the house up. So that was fantastic for me. But I was here for the first couple of months of the lockdown. And oh, man, yeah, that that was pretty hardcore. Um, and it's strange now because they all of the um, the regulations are being dismissed, most of them on yeah. April the 1st. Um, but now you know i still wear a mask on the on public transportation i still know people that get co that friend of mine has covid yeah. right now oh, wow. so and she's really having a tricky time with it so i'm not gonna err on the side of um of of uh you know just be dismissive of of this disease i'm going to err on the side of caution and, and still protect myself i've never i haven't had covid yeah. i've been very lucky probably because i was in the middle of nowhere <laughs> right, exactly yeah um but I was super um, careful when I went home to see my folks um, in New England at Christmas. You know, they're in their they're in their later years, so yeah. I, 
I had a mask on until I could take a test just to make sure that I, you know, I was safe. It was a very sad time that coupled with Brexit has been a very difficult right. time for musicians in the UK, you know, not being able to uh, travel freely to Europe yeah. to, to tour um, or um, uh, record without having to jump through hoops that every single country that you that you frequent or that right. you go in you have to um, change how you're paid or how you pay tax or you have to pay to get it's not as it was before spain is the only country i think that has kind mm -hmm. of relaxed that right. but can you imagine the amount of money that the the entertainment industry brings into the uk i'm I mean, sure absolutely I'm... trump's fishing and you know right. they, they had yeah. this big war out there not war beg your pardon right. they had a dispute right. over fishing waters um and the, the the woman that is the entertainment industry secretary i think she's just been replaced actually as now they didn't pay any attention to how this was going to roll out yeah. and um since that was the case it's just a it's a really crap deal for for all of us so you know, I've been I've been down to a couple of marches, okay. um, uh, you know, opposing their lackluster attitude towards the arts and, and you know, getting people working again. Last show I did was um, in December. So that was okay. cool. Last live show. Right. So it's kind of coming back and there's so many things. I mean, if you look at what's happening in the UK, all the gigs and festivals over the next six months, for example, it's really come back with a wallop. I mean, anybody that you'd ever want to see UK right. band that's are good. playing. Right. So that's really fabulous that that's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, it seems like it's coming back here. They announced like a ton of festivals. There's one yeah, like about exactly. 20 minutes from my house in the in the in the spring and uh what, yeah what's the venue that's 20 minutes from it's you? uh it's in bridgeport i think they're doing like right on the water so i think the headliners right. are dave matthews band which i really don't care about uh stevie nicks right. which is really cool i've seen her many yeah. times yeah and, that, and i cool. think yeah i think the lumineers i think they were the other oh, right. okay. yeah and a couple Fabulous. other you know bands so but it's like super expensive i'm like nah, it's all right is it <laughs> yeah oh, it's fine. I'll, I'm going to see the. Well, they're trying to claw all the dough back. Of course, they lost over yeah. The past couple of years, right? I mean, so everything much. is super expensive. Yeah, well, you figure now so. exactly. Two years now, the demand is going to be, you know, through the roof. But uh, yeah, exactly. Like all the restrictions here are pretty much, you know, done with, and um, yeah, the, all the mask mandates I think are ending, like pretty much either now or next week. So it's you know opening up. It's trying. You're trying to get back to normal. Um, the, yeah. the other thing that I've forgot to say is that last year um in spring of 2020 mm. um myself and two other guys a guy called john giddings who okay. is um the guy that does the isle of white festival he also has a he also has a company called solo where okay. he tour managed uh, the stones right. and Stewart, and a big deal and a guy called ian grant who is quite a well-known manager he used to manage um big country for example anyway oh, yeah. the three of us uh got together with a bunch of other people and we did a charity record uh for it was it, it was twofold it was it was for the nhs frontline workers families who had lost um a family member to covid right. be it a doctor okay. a nurse somebody to do with um, the nhs and also uh it was a tribute to a fantastic producer and very dear friend mm. of ours, a guy called Steve Brown, who passed away um, 
December 20, I guess. Um, and he had produced Wham, um, oh. The Cult. He right. produced the Love Album by The Cult. So the people that played on it were, I ended up singing back up with Jenny Bellstar, who's okay. my partner in crime. Right. But we had Earl Slick play guitar and Glenn Matlock from The Pistols played bass and Josh Phillips from Crocal Harem was on it. Marcy Detroit from Shakespeare's Sister. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Tony Hadley from Spandau. They, they were doing yeah. the duet. Um, and it raised awareness for, for uh, the fact that the frontline workers were really having a, a tricky time and applauding yeah. their efforts. And also as a tribute to Steve, who wanted to do something to help this industry um, since lockdown started and just right. was unable to to make it through so that was something else i yeah. did in COVID, and it came out during COVID, and it came out um last june i want to say june 4th i can send okay. you the link if you oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah it was a lot it, of fun it was it was great right that's good so speaking of jenny um how did you start like your radio show with her bad barbie I tell you, it's really funny because I've always known who she was. I moved here in 1982 and she okay. had a record in the charts then. So I always thought she was like this, you know, quite hip chick. Yeah. Um, and strangely enough, she used to date my ex-husband back in oh. the day. That's oh, quite wow. funny. So we both, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I um, did uh, a series of, of shows uh, called Let's Rock in the summer of 2019. Yeah. And so did she. Okay. And we were on like, you know, it was, I think the, the opening of the festival every time 12 for 12 weekends was uh, musical youth. I don't know if you remember. Oh them. yeah. Um, <laughs> Owen Paul, Bluey Sum. Okay. It's called Neville, Neville Kylie, Bluey Sum. He had massive hits here. Me and Jenny. So we used to hang out and go to uh, the gigs together and we have yeah. exactly the same sense of humor, right. which, is, um, which is very helpful. Yeah. I mean, we laugh at exactly the same thing. So yeah. we started hanging out then. And then uh, when I got back from, from, well, before I went and when I got back from Mallorca, we started doing, we basically, we would yeah. sit down, usually yeah. here, right. open a bottle of champagne and just film ourselves. Okay. So it became <laughs> this, this, um, series of clips called jen and liz on the fizz <laughs> um which we're still working on now yeah. we're editing them but uh about a year ago i went in i was being interviewed by a guy called simon hearn on totally wired radio um and i said listen i'm gonna bring jenny bellstar with me yeah. we went down to acid jazz uh um, offices and the guy that owns Acid Jazz yeah. opened the door and Jenny knew him from years and years right. ago. So we went in, we had a great interview, the both of us. Then we all went to the pub, like you okay. do. Of course. And um, <laughs> the, next day, the next day they offered us a show. That's great. So um, that's what's been happening since then. Yeah. And it's what's great about it. What's great about internet kind of anything yeah. um, is that you can kind of say what you want within right. reason you yeah can say you know you can swear you can, right exactly not, you know, we're not going to be libelous and we definitely don't right. talk politics because our yeah. politics are chalk and cheese jenny and i right um, i know <laughs> but <laughs> so we don't talk about that but we do get the opportunity to play what we want talk yeah. about kind of what we want laugh as hard as we want and it's been a real joy yeah. um hanging out with her but we're um we're actually planning, besides Jen and Liz on the Fizz, we are planning to do a streaming show okay. um, online where we're going to do some music and then we're going to do live Q&A 
um, and it'll be really cheap to 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 um, tune in, if right. not free. Maybe the yeah. bus will be free. Yeah. See how we go. And um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. We're going to look at that. We're actually having a meeting about that this week. So we've got other ideas about yeah. how we're going to progress and what we're going to do. Oh, that's um, great. But I probably talk to her almost every day and we leave each right. other outrageous messages, which right. we should compile and put out at some <laughs> Just point. Just play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. No, that's <gasps> awesome. Yeah. No, because I, I listened to the, the show, the, the link you sent me it was the, the 70s theme. So she played all, right. all the okay. like, you know, the old school like R&B stuff was great in your music. So it was great. It was it was a good show. Oh, but, I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. But it's amazing how you can have friends have two like a separate political you know agendas or views we just, and still laugh we just go, and be you know you don't talk course. about it but you know it's just it's amazing of you course. know more people should really have that important i think it's super important i mean she i respect her for her her views whatever they may be as long right. as you're not hurting anybody you right know? And she can think that I'm full of shit or not. That's down to her. It's not a problem. Right. But for example, I'll give you an example of something that just happened, which I was asked to do um, a charity record to sing on it. This was through Glenn Matlock. He said, do you want to sing on this? And he sent it over and I liked it. It was, Mm. it was quite a cool tune. So I sent it to Jen. I said, listen, should we do this together? We can do backup, you know, maybe we'll alternate the, the vocals, whatever. And she said, oh, this was sent to me um, and offered to me uh, a little while ago. Um, and then it was retracted. And the reason was because of my, my, you know, they weren't keen yeah. on, on my views. Was- and I thought, for a charity? Yeah. Would you're a massive star. Right. Said, we're not talking about your views. We're trying to raise money for whatever it was. Yeah. And then when I realized that they were so opinionated and, you know, couldn't look through someone's someone's thoughts and beliefs i said i don't want to do that i'm not i'm not doing the record that's just that doesn't work for me this is a completely different entity right this is entertainment a lot of politics can be entertaining not currently (laughs) no but um um i you know we gotta love people for who they are um and and if you agree with what they represent as far as their feelings towards other people i think that's incredibly important if she believes things that i don't believe then i don't give a shit as long as it doesn't hurt me or her or anybody else it's yeah, fine right just respect think, people you know, yeah, i agree course. i mean it comes down that's just, what it's about. just respect people that's all you know it's because it's too much bullshit in the world and, and, it's, and it's the people who want to say well i'm not gonna fucking hang out with you if that's what you believe i yeah. mean or they try to make you you know there's tolerance and i don't right. see a lot of tolerance uh, no. at the moment oh my god yeah. i've just gotten into watching this thing i have to tell you okay um, which i've never seen before right it's a guy called i don't know his name but he, the name mm. of his website is yeah. long island audit okay have you ever seen this cat no basically he's a he no i don't know if he's a if he's a patriot person or what he doesn't talk about his politics thank god but i've watched a couple of them but he knows the constitution back and forth right he really does from front to back he knows a lot about law maybe he studied law and what he does is he goes into public buildings where he's got some business or whatever but he films and he watches the reaction of security guards the people that work there because it's absolutely within your right as a yeah. journalist, an independent journalist, right. to, to go into public buildings yeah. and film, film to get story, you know, story content, right. et cetera. 
And he practically gets arrested every time. And he has to <laughs> educate all of these people right. that under the First Amendment, you know, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, et cetera. Yeah. And he educates these quite, to tell you, quite scary machismo attitude-ridden yeah. people, um, uh, you know, of, of how, what yeah. the law consists of. And I'm not saying it's a blanket thing, but there seems to be a heat. Well, I mean, it's been it's been ousted with yeah. with uh, George Floyd. Seems to be a huge amount of machismo going on and a lot of old boy network mm. that maybe because of the isolation of some of these places and right. corruption and backhanders and just history, mm. um, it's accepted. But that kind of behavior really is it's not something you'd find in that same way in the uk for example right which is a much older society and yeah. there's a lot of different cultures come together here you might find some other problems but you don't find that and i found it highly amusing i watched yeah. a couple of them just to see you know how ignorant people are still. right of course and uh, absolutely and how how defensive everyone is yeah. um or these these kind of people who feel right. they're in control but i think that that's probably that goes a, a, across the board in a lot of um in a lot of vocations especially yeah. to do with law enforcement because right. the other side of it is they have uh they have a lot to contend with yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of there's a lot of crazies everywhere yeah especially especially sitting in a big on a big high chair in um the Kremlin at the moment. Yeah, that's a whole new story. That's yeah, it's ridiculous. Are, are people paying attention there? I talked yeah. to somebody in LA who was like, "Well, you know, it's just something happening." Well, on the other side of the world from you, but I mean, I live in what used to yeah. be Europe a year right. ago, and um, yeah, it's pretty spooky stuff, frankly. Yeah, I think more people here are concerned about the price of gas right now than. The problems there, which is unfortunate, it, it really is. You know, you, you can. What is with, the price of gas right now? I I just paid here just four gal four dollars a gallon for regular. Okay. But if you go to like think, California, it's like almost six now. Yeah, here it's like between twelve and fifteen. Right. Okay. So. Yeah. You know, and has been forever because it's in liters. So I think a liter is like yeah. one pound fifty, which is about two dollars thirty for okay. a liter. Or three dollars for a liter, and we don't do gallons. How many liters in a gallon? Five, maybe. So let's say between yeah. eleven and yeah. thirteen bucks a gallon, and people just pay it. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You have to. You, you know, you, you can freak out. Yeah. But for the last two years, it's not only us that have been sitting inside; it's all the people pumping. Plus, so we need yeah. to get away from fossil fuels. I mean, let's let's yeah. be real here. You know, yeah. do you see a lot of um, electric cars where you are? I've been seeing a lot more, like you know, Teslas and stuff like that. But now all the other yeah. companies are, are making more. But I think still, even with all the cars I see, it's still like less than five percent of the cars on the road are EVs. You know, yeah. and. It, it eventually get there, but it's you know people like the trucks, will. you know people like their Ford trucks, and you know every they car. like their big trucks, and then they move about gas, but they have these huge trucks yeah. that get you know eighteen miles to the gallon or less right. twelve miles yeah. to the gallon, but they're moaning about it. Exactly, you know, that's just ego, isn't oh, it? Oh, totally, you know, totally. Yeah, yeah, we got we got it. We got to take the ego down a little. Yeah, work with the work with the planet. That's I know. Yeah, because because yeah. the the planet will win. You know that's that's the, the planet's going to win no matter what yeah. we do. So right, we might as well work with it instead of yeah. trying to mess it up.
I know. Exactly. I, I, absolutely. And you mentioned the Long Island Auto. I had to check it out, but like how he knows the constitution back and forth. You know, people read like one article on Facebook and they think they're an expert on something. Do you know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> but that, here's here's my my and I'm I, I we have gone this direction, so I'm just gonna say oh, go you for know, it. Not a lot of not a lot of money being a teacher no. in the US, not a huge amount yeah. of dough. When you're educating the next generation, right. I mean, these pe- the best education that you can have uh, or that one can have is the one that, that we all should strive for. But you're not going to pay people a huge amount of money to give an excellent education to a society that can overthrow, you know, be yeah. smart enough to overthrow, right. the, you know, the powers that be. It's yeah. just it's cyclical and it's a shame. But there are there are a lot of stupid people in the world, too. Yeah. Um, but it's they don't necessarily they're a lot of people in the US, maybe in the Midwest. It's very it's a very focused thing. Yeah. It's not a you know, not everybody has a passport. Very few people have passports. Right. And um, it's difficult to for some for for the rest of the world to look at the US that has tons of money, tons of land, tons of resources, yeah. lots of people. And uh, it's it's unusual to think that those people aren't necessarily very well educated. Um, and that in and of itself um, kind of throws a light on the ignorance to, to that, that is expressed through this sort of machismo attitude that, right. that, I, that I see. And also, um, the non the the non acceptance of people who are from a different part of part of the planet, you yeah. know, London has been there have been for the last thousand years. There's actually a very interesting documentary by a guy called Julian Temple mm-hmm. called London Babylon that okay. you should seek out, and it said it talks about the history of London from a very very long time ago, right. and people people who voted for Brexit maybe were considering london to be or the uk to be infiltrated by people who weren't english this that and the other there have been people who weren't english coming to the uk well hello Romans, yeah right you know vikings <laughs> yeah before that um there's always it's always been a, a stomping ground for all different kinds of cultures so um to think that that getting out of the eu was going to stop uh, people from other parts of the world coming here and taking jobs. Let me tell you something. Yeah. The people that have come here and taken jobs are yeah. jobs that English people don't want to do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they've done very well and good for them. Yeah. They're 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 going to work hard. You know, Brexit though is a complete disaster. But for for one of the reasons that I said. But yeah. uh, it's I I now you know I'm American, so that's fine. Yeah. But you know these people who are English. I used to be able just to fly to France, no problem, you know, no big deal. Fly, yeah. fly wherever in the, right. in the EU. Now you have to jump through all these hoops. It's just shit. Yeah. <laughs> How did so things you, change yeah. all the time, you know? No, that's true. How did you end up living in London? Um, I came here to go to school, but the reason that I came in the first place is my mother worked for ABC News. Okay. And she took a job at the London Bureau, and I was just out of my first year of art school in dc and she said oh just come over for the summer you know right and to check it out yeah there's so many cute guys (laughs) i was like oh okay oh let's do it yeah (laughs) let's do it 
so I did and I had a blast and I met a bunch of people and um, but then at the end of the summer all the cute boys went back to Sweden oh okay <laughs> or wherever no, right anyway and I went to school here and I just ended up staying and hanging yeah. out and um, you know I, I was I, I definitely knew how to order a drink in a bar at right. that point yeah. I'd been for a while so ended up hanging out with a bunch of different people and um, went to a, a guy that I met was looking for a backing singer. This is an 85. Okay. And um, sorry, somebody's just what's named me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I went to rehearsal, to, rehearsals, to a rehearsal yeah. room in Hammersmith um, to, to sing backup. And yeah. Derwood Andrews walked in, who's right. the guitar player in Generation X. He was then in a band or had just sort of finished up yeah. a band called empire right um and he was a friend of this guy chris mcculloch and um so we played whatever the tune was and da 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 and ended up actually we ended up doing a video um where i'm uh, i'm singing yeah. and this guy chris is singing derwood's playing guitar but derwood was saying to this guy chris you know uh, maybe elizabeth should be yeah. singing and and he didn't he wasn't down with that he wanted to say okay, so right. <laughs> Darwin said well maybe we should do our yeah. own thing but then we started dating yeah. and da 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 and yeah. that's kind of that's kind okay. of how Westworld started yeah right how long did you two date um till the mid 90s so oh, okay. we were together about 10 years yeah wow. okay yeah, he I, actually I was just pay, I just talked to him last night right. he lives out in Joshua Tree oh nice okay yeah, he's lived out there for a long time with his right. wife. Actually, I went to stay with him when I was in L.A. last summer, and he's still making music. He told me he just finished off a record with um, Brad Scabies, who's a very old okay. friend of ours from, right. from The Damned. Um, and, yeah, he's constantly making music. He's oh, a very cool. talented cat. That's he just great. doesn't like to fly, and he doesn't like right. cold weather. Oh, okay. And I don't like cold weather, but flying is okay. So he's not – his wife is American, too. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's – I. I was there about five years ago. We Where? Joshua Tree? Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful over there. Oh, isn't it gorgeous? Yeah. I so know. nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful part of the world. Well, we lived in Arizona for a couple of years right. as well, Thurwood and I, and made yeah. some music there. That was a lot of fun. We just had a really good time. Right. <laughs> if I yeah. think about it. Right. Traveling around doing stuff. Yeah. yeah it was right. awesome. Yeah. And the music in Westworld, I mean, it like, show that you guys are having fun it was just you know it was a good time you could put on the music and just have a good time it was it was definitely poppy and it, it was um exciting i yeah. guess I and mean, it was very young and it was kind of what we wanted to do at the time and yeah. it just fit i suppose into i think it kind of re- reflected the the lifestyle that we were leading at the time I and mean, we were yeah. both kids really yeah. right um and then all of a sudden we were in this position where people were were kind of digging it and uh and yeah, it was a sort of our moment in the sun. But what yeah. was cool, what is cool, I guess, is that, you know, with with how things are now and the amount of music that's uploaded to Spotify every day, what did I read? Yeah. Like 600,000 songs are uploaded. Right. I mean, it's very diluted. The, the industry yeah. is so diluted that if you had some success of whatever kind yeah. before 1996, um, that's kind of when it started to change. It's considered sort of iconic, I guess. Right. 
Um, in some way, I'm not yeah. saying that our music is iconic, right. but it's just because the 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 outlet for music was far more limited than it is now. There were four TV channels, yeah. there were like two or three radio stations, right. and so if you did have something that was popular, everybody would focus on the same channels and the same radio yeah. stations. So, uh, and it's t- it's completely different now. And I couldn't tell you what's number one. I couldn't tell you what's number no. two or ten. Or, yeah. And to tell you the truth, it's really sad. But I don't give a fuck what's number no. one anymore. No. Yeah. Because it's nothing to do with me. You know. No. It just it's it's. I think we've lived the best. I mean, you're obviously younger than than I am, right. but I feel that we've lived the best time for music, which is why yeah. I play and Jenny play, you know, songs from I, 70s were the best decade for me right. musically, I think, for what I did. Yeah. Um, so that's why we play 60s, 70s, some 80s, some 90s, yeah. very, very few tunes from now. And if we do right. play tunes from now, there are songs that sound like, from back then then, i guess right Right. you've heard the show so yeah yeah. no absolutely because i think the last i I just recently bought tears for fears new album and oh okay yeah they're on the road here i just saw yeah they're coming here too which they're great but besides that i can't remember the last like new album i bought you know everything is just i'm listening to old stuff or stuff i like because yeah that's that's what i know and i never listen to the regular radio it's all satellite or i'll put on spotify in my car you know so but so what, do you, what radio station do you do, would you listen to, for example? I mean, do you just listen to Sirius or do you listen to? Yeah, so Sirius, I'll do like the 80s and 90s, 70s, and I'll do like the first wave, like the new wave stuff. And um, there's a like there's like a independent station or even Yacht Rock. I'll listen to Yacht Rock, which is great. You know, what like is the, Yacht Rock? So it's like, that? Oh, OK, that's it's a term they call from the 70s, like easy, easy listening from the 70s, oh, okay. 80s. So you'll get like. Kenny Loggins or like Hall and Oates Pop or Toto <laughs> exactly Pablo Cruz or Paul Davis all, all, all those guys and it, Chris, Christopher right Claus on. you know right so it, it's it's a nice like you know change of pace you know from sometimes I'll put on like you know rap so you know you put a mixture yeah. you might get like a Hello Cool J song and then meet Christopher Cross it's a two oh, total... okay well, it's very eclectic then yeah well, yeah that's what I'm, I'll you know make a playlist on Spotify and I'll just hit shuffle so I'll have all those songs you know so it's good so you might get like sometimes I'll get Metallica in my playlist and the next song is Hall and Oates so it's wow. great you know so it's well, that, that is a wide range sort of running the gamut from A to B yeah, really. right but it's um it that sounds like fun a friend of mine does a show called uh pear nation yes you listen to you that know a little it? too yeah so i i mean um he's called oh god i've known him since arizona actually right. this is through a different totally different thing he's called yeah. keith roth okay you know keith i think i've heard you know one of his shows is? yeah 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 anyway he's an he's got a fantastic voice down yeah. there you know probably yeah. years of smoking but <laughs> um but i heard his show when i was in la and i was like yes my brother yeah awesome you know um but it's great that we can we still have the ability to listen what year did you graduate from high school uh 93 93 okay so you're like 10 years 10 years um behind me but isn't it cool that you can still listen to the songs that were hits when you were in your teens oh totally now yeah and and people who are young dig them dig them as well i mean right. when has that happened in history before it's d- never happened really i mean because it would look- be like me listening to glenn miller you know yeah, or whatever my parents I know. like right and, and that ain't gonna happen yeah so it's it's quite it's it's very cool that the music that i loved 
and grew up with is still accessible and is still and it is now kind of not necessarily revered but enjoyed by yeah. a much younger audience yeah because my, yeah. Mo- yeah, my mom who i guess oh she was like 72 now so she's not gonna yell at me but you know she loved <laughs> you know and she still does like R&B. So she was big Earth, Wind & Fire, Smokey Robinson. So my very first concert was Smokey Robinson. And, oh, wow. Uh, where, you know, where was that? That was in, uh, actually, that was in Queens. It was a Queens College. Wow, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I must have wow, seen him cool. like four or five times before I saw anybody else. So, you know, I really dug his music. And then it's just like you get a well-rounded base of music because hear what your parents played at first. And then that's where you kind of go off when you can kind of listen to that or kind of rebel against whatever they listen to. So I figured I'm listening to what they're and I'm just going to build upon that. And right on. Yeah. I love that. Well, my mother sang opera. So I listened to a lot of opera with her Um, and um, that whatever, but I was very lucky. My uncle worked for uh, Epic and then CBS. He was head of A&R for, for, um, yeah for epic and for portraits so and i spent a lot of time um with his kids my cousins uh he was the one who lived in stanford okay um and he would have white and he signed a hell of a bunch of bands right. to cbs um okay. and he had always had white labels of everything so yeah. uh, some of the stuff that yeah. i play sorry let me get rid of that okay. some of the stuff that i play is stuff that i heard when it first came out like right. i think i played edgar winter's first album yeah. or something off of that or edgar winter's second album and it's only because i remember the 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 you know the demo demonstration album yeah. of um of those two the first Aerosmith album that I got into was Rocks so that was that came out in 76 because there was a like a white label of that sitting around at his house so I had this amazing this extraordinary um, time uh, when I had the ability to look at all of this artwork and listen to all of these bands um, in my formative years and I was I think one of the first things I could say as a kid, apparently, was um, um, like the words to a Rolling Stone song, my mother said. So it was right. obvious that something was going on, but I've always yeah. dug kind of rock and roll. Right. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's super cool that we can do that. Oh, absolutely. What, what did your parents think about like Westworld? Oh, they loved it. Yeah, they loved it. My mother was back in uh, in D.C. by then. OK. Um, but they came, we sold out the Astoria. They were both there for that, that back in the day. Mm. The Astoria doesn't even exist anymore. Right. It's been knocked down, believe it or not. But they were, they're huge fans. You kidding? Yeah. I'm an only child. Yeah, they're, me too. Fans. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so you get it, you know, it's oh, like totally. whatever you're doing, they're, they're huge fans. Of. Yeah, exactly. So my parents, they were super supportive and always have been. And uh, and I send them the radio show and I oh, say good. things about them on the show. <laughs> right. And they came to, they came to Let's Rock and um, Jenny Bellstar fell yeah. in love with both of them. Oh, that's awesome. And um, so we, we, we talk about them a lot yeah. on, on the show. Yeah. Right. So that's quite cool. Yeah. I look at this way. Your parents should be supportive one way or the other because you're going to do what you want to do anyway. Exactly. You know, so you might as well just get behind the kids and just give them as much confidence and support as possible. That's how I look at it. I, I agree 100%. It, it was actually really funny on the last show. I don't know if you heard it, but um, I think I was playing the Rolling Stones and I'd said about uh, uh, 
uh, a friend of mine owns the oldest tattoo studio in London. I don't have right. any tattoos, right. but I did say that, uh, that I was, I went to get a tattoo when I was 14 yeah and, uh, of a rolling stones tongue that's what i was right like, yeah, yeah, on yeah. My shoulder. i remember that yeah oh did you hear it yeah right? yeah and i said that and my mother heard this and she called me and she was like what is what's all this business what's all this business about you getting a tattoo she goes how come i didn't know and i went well think about it why would yeah. i tell <laughs> right, exactly. the reaction you're having yeah. now now right is the same so nothing right. you know this stuff doesn't really change does it no, <laughs> that's very. But she's still like yeah. up in arms that I would consider doing it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All yeah. this time later. I know it's funny because, like, you know, my son now is a few months away from college, and just like, I wonder what's going to happen with him. You know, come home one day with like a piercing and a tattoo. I'm like, all right, you got to respect it, but it might be a little bit of freak out. <laughs> that ever happens, well, let know? me tell you, if you and I were 20, I guarantee you we'd have them. Oh, absolutely. Because it, it, it's just, it, it, it's contagious. Now you it know, is, yeah. Contagious thing with, with the, these, the young kids, people yeah. that you'd never think would have them do. Yeah. And I, I've thought about it again. Um, as I said, this friend of mine, actually, it's super cool. Yeah. The, um, uh, they've just actually closed the oldest tattoo studio in London. And a load of the flash, the vintage flash, which are the pictures mm -hmm. on the walls that are hand drawn back in the 60s and 70s of the tattoos you could get, you know, yeah. instead of looking digitally, you go right. to a tattoo parlor and you go, oh, that looks good. That looks yeah. good. That looks good. I'll have that. Um, are super collectible now. Okay. So I ended up, I know somebody at Bonham's and I've just, I went to the preview on Tuesday yeah. and loads of this guy's flash was um was at the preview for bonhams as was their huge tattoo yeah. sign which oh, wow. is in soho um it's been in tons of films etc well, so great. that was kind of that was yeah. super cool that's so that's cool. coming all around so yeah. no tattoos then no huh no no not yet not yet not that i'm against <laughs> it it's like what do i want to have in my body for the rest of my life yeah, well that's the thing you know that's you yeah. know so but I'm, I'm gonna tell my son he should really become like a plastic surgeon or a tattoo removal artist because in a couple of years everyone's gonna say oh crap what i do here and they're well, gonna want to get it removed that's where the money's gonna be at everyone's gonna want to have that, their tattoos removed you know true, probably yeah. you know but if he's a plastic surgeon let me know i've got lots of friends and want to talk to him eventually. <laughs> i'm sure yeah <laughs> exactly yeah now he's he's not oh. smart enough to be a doctor no i'm just kidding <laughs> Oh, of course he I'm is. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, just you kidding. naughty daddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just he's kidding. He's going to hear yeah. that. He's going to say something to you. I don't yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. So a question about Westworld. Um, why yeah. wasn't it bigger in the States than it really should have been?
Um, I think one of the reasons was that there was not a huge amount of continuity between the London uh, BMG yeah. uh, A&R folks and the people that were handling us in the US. Um, you know, the way that it used to be, if, if, if both sides of the Atlantic were on the same page with uh, the band, then, and the, if, if yeah. the band was super successful, let's say in the UK, super right. successful, yeah. like, you know, um, uh, Def Leppard or whatever. Right. You know, yeah. the US knew they were going to make a shitload of dough out of Def Leppard. But right. if the band was kind of, you know, you know, did okay, but um, th they had their own bands in, in New York or LA right. that they were dealing with. They weren't going to, you know, what were they going to, they were going to bust their ass and it wasn't really their band. Yeah. And they're, they're, I think that was something that had come into it. Plus they have their mm. own budgets and they right. would spend it it on their bands yeah. that was just the kind of kind of how it was although we did really well in the in the college charts right um uh we didn't tour there by the time we were kind of ready to to tour and do stuff uh, there were other things that were happening and um i don't know how now for example where the money in, mu in music mm -hmm. is merch and live yeah, right of course we would have been out there straight away right but in those days uh it, it hinged on more sort of videos and television appearances and um mm. it wasn't the same industry mm. um if you, if derwood andrews was on here with me he might say something different about right. the u.s um uh, but that's kind of how i remember it went mm. down yeah yeah, shame. But yeah, no, it really was. There I mean, it is. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of bands that could have done brilliantly there. I mean, Transvision Vamp was right. a band around the same time as us, um, and I remember being actually the the their old manager Simon Watson ended up managing yeah. Darwin and I. Okay. Um, at one point, and I remember being in San Francisco, and they were doing a they were doing a show on a boat around Alcatraz and right. Madness, you know? Yeah. And they had, I think they had some college hits, but they deserve to have a, a, a bigger profile yeah. in the U S as well. But you know, the eighties, especially were between 85 and 90. There was a huge amount of music um, being released. Um, but we still had those with MTV as yeah, well. We still had those focuses that mm. weren't, um, quite as wide or anywhere near as wide as they are now or what you, you're able to focus on. So they could have, they could have done a, okay. They had the, um, they had the resources, uh, you know, their music, their songs, their look, yeah. all of those things were, all those ducks were in a row, but it didn't quite hit fast, fast forward, flash, fast <laughs> forward to um, the early nineties and look at a band like Bush, yeah. English band, did extremely well in the UK. Did blew the the socks off yeah. of US radio. Oh, they were great. And, uh -huh. No, 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 not ninety two. Later than that, like ninety six, like ninety seven, yeah, yeah. ninety eight. Yeah, not ninety two. Ninety six, right. ninety seven, yeah. ninety eight. Um, so a decade later, and a completely different situation mm. for that kind of band. Right. That were a band from where was um, uh, oh God, what's his name now? I kind of knew him, yeah. Gavin Rossdale. Yeah. Um, he was from Maida Vale. And, you know, we used to okay. go to parties and shit, right. like sort of yeah. in 95, 96. And the band was doing well here. And then it exploded in the US after yeah. that. 
So yeah, different, yeah. different decade, different technique, different focus. You know, somebody in LA or New York must have thought they were fucking amazing and going, yeah. right, I'm going to put myself behind this band. So it takes a lot of, um, takes a lot of, of effort um, and focus uh, on people who are in uh, promoters, yeah. um, record companies. Um, and if that's not all set up correctly, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily going to do very well in right. those days anyway. Yeah. Which is, it's a shame because I had a cassettes. I mean, uh, of, uh, of where the action is, you know. And oh, you're so cute. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what. If you have a look at um, uh, if you have a look at Simon, I don't know Simon Hearn. If you know him, he's the guy that yeah. I interviewed um who interviewed me okay. uh, initially and Jenny on TWR. But there's a picture that I think I put up on Facebook. I'll send it to you later. Oh yeah, he had every right. single Westworld vinyl that oh, wow. ever came out. And he brought them all to this right. interview and I, and I signed them. There was like 20 things. Oh. I think I've got like three and he has <laughs> right. all of them. That's it was amazing. like, wow, yeah. that was quite amazing. But then those were the difference. That's why people are back in, into vinyl yeah. now. It's, it's, I love the fact that they are. And it's, a, it's, it's such, I never thought that there'd be a re- reoccurrence of an analog um, yeah. format Agreed. platform like yeah. that. But I'm so pleased that people are into vinyl again. Yeah, because I always was. I loved like the lyrics and the liner notes and seeing who worked yeah, on the album. It's great, about. absolutely. But I mean, cause, I love it. And I think yeah. it, it, you know, I'm so pleased that there, there's like National Record Day here. Yeah, all the here record, too. All these play. Yeah, yeah. So you can go and see music at Rough Trade East or somewhere right. in Portobello. Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. I think right. that's awesome. Yeah, as long as because that's never come back. Those are the worst. <laughs> they were the worst. Track. I had an eight track in it, my when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Oh, oh god. Yeah. It, Eight track deck. Right. I mean, the mess that was. Yeah, I think my I think my grandparents had one. I remember when I was really young, and then they eventually got a tape deck in their car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eight track in your car. Well, if it was an early seventies yeah. car, it might have had an eight track. Yeah, tape deck. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. They were, it was so stupid because they were bigger, weren't they? They were. They were huge. It's like a bigger thing. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to think about. You know what? I'll go online and look at like the inner workings of an eight, of an eight track True. and a cassette. Yeah. And see what the difference was because it, right. it was probably analog tape in there. I must have. Been, yeah. Right. I mean, because yeah. the, the set was probably half the size of a eight track. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Wow. Interesting. And now it's a chip. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, bas- basically, you have millions and millions of songs right on this thing. Yeah. You know, I know. It's, it's crazy. It's madness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good and bad because, like I said, you can find any song anytime, but I mean, the artists don't get shit get get nothing you know it's unfortunate yeah so get nothing i'll send you when we're off i'm going to send you a, a link to a very interesting article recently about why um why even if uh uh spotify paid more it was yeah. it's still it's still yeah. not going to work out mm-hmm. right yeah yeah because i mean if they do i mean they'd go out of business you well know, exactly they, yeah exactly they, yeah there's too much saturation that's what the the upshot of this was there's too many there's too many songs being uploaded every day for for it to to it's just it's turned into this kind of vanilla melting pot and the only way to get yourself noticed to these days if you're new is you you gotta play live you know yeah play live gotta have great merch 
Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You got to be fucking good at what you do. You got to yeah. sound great. You know, all yeah. these things. Maybe get on a tour with somebody else who's already well known. Yeah. Um, but it's much, I think it's much more difficult these days. Yeah. Uh, the, it, it's definitely not the same industry. Let's put it that yeah. way. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm, unfortunately. Do, I know. Yeah. Do you remember where you were when you heard one of your songs on the radio for the first time? I was walking down Bell Street near Listen Grove and it was being played in some cafe, you know, like right. a calf where yeah. you get sort of cups of tea and English breakfast yeah. out of the speakers. Oh, wow. That's and great. I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And my, this is funny. I'm actually just about to do an interview with um, Viva La Rock. Okay. If you know that magazine. And one of the, one of the questions is, um, you know, when you were doing stuff and it was sort of successful or whatever, right. how did you know it was successful? Yeah. And um, apparently my mother heard the song, heard Sonic Boom Boy coming out of a jukebox in Damascus. Oh, Syria. Wow. <laughs> oh my and God. she told me that and I thought, oh, well, I must have made it now. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's quite wacky. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty wacky one. I thought, well, I must have made it if they, if they've been playing it, you know, somewhere that uh, I would never expect it to no. be played. Yeah. Yeah. We would hope that all those years, you know, ago that the juice box is still there for the war going on. Oh, I know. I know. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that must have been an 87, 88. Right. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. That was a disaster as well. Yeah. So um, I really, I'm, I'm, we're not going to get on to, to Putin or the Ukraine, but I have very strong views about it. And so do many, many, many people here, yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands and you know, millions probably who are appalled by, by what is what's happening. And my grandparents... Yeah. Did I say, did I say to you already? My, my grandparents are from a, a town that used to be in Czechoslovakia and now is oh, no. on the Slovakia-Ukraine okay. border, but in the Ukraine. Right. So it's it hits me a little bit closer to home. Yeah. Um, but there are people here that I know that are like, fuck it. We're just going to, we're going to stop what we're doing. We're going to fly over. We're going to fight. I mean, That's English good. people, English guys that are like, fuck yeah. this. We're going to, this is what we're going to do um it's it's that it's it's that close to home really. yeah right so um yeah spooky spooky times yeah i think that there'd be all of a sudden a war now i know never think it, no i you, think we should know by now shouldn't we you would think so that's the problem <laughs> one would hope yeah. yeah i'm just glad that the world is kind of rallying around them hopefully uh, exactly well the sanctions are starting to hit but of course that's yeah. that's hitting russians that uh probably are, don't care know, about the, yeah exactly it's yeah it's the regular everyday russians that's going to affect that want no business being in ukraine that's what's going to happen indeed yeah i saw a great picture of an old lady on the subway in moscow maybe you saw it and she was there she's ancient lady right and she had on a big blue scarf and a big yellow mac yeah and was like defiantly sitting there and i thought you know good for you yeah good for you right well, you know, it, it, people can have disagreements, but as soon as hurting, hurting each other or, or fucking the planet or animals yeah. comes into it, that, that doesn't work. No, I agree. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Elizabeth, I appreciate your time. This was fantastic. God, so this was great. I know. And a special thanks to Elizabeth for joining me today. Go check out Westworld's music. It's on all the streaming sites. And check out her show with Jenny Bellstar, Bad Barbie Radio. And you can follow her on Twitter at ER Westwood. She's also on Facebook. And if you have a guest suggestion, you can hit me up on Twitter at the first Noel 19 or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean. Basically, wherever you can find a podcast, a new episode comes out every week. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you then.